You're listening to What a Millennial Girl Wants. Hell if I know, but maybe we can figure it out together. I'm your host, Ardea. Let's get into it. Hey y'all, I'm back and ready to chat millennial mishaps. As promised, I'm going to give y'all an update on my jaw rule experience, okay? First of all, I'm going to tell y'all like I told my husband, if it doesn't work out between us, I'm getting a like jaw rule, okay? (laughs) I don't know if it's my age or the fact that I've been in this house for what feels like centuries and this is my first concert since, you know, we've been living in hell, but... Good God, Ja Rule was out here looking like a snack, okay? I was ready to risk it all. (laughs) Let me stop playing, but seriously. Um, It was a really good concert, and we won't even talk about how my friend Courtney and I could have been backstage if we played our cards right. We was out here trying to be loyal, but we could have totally been groupies, okay? Anyway, (laughs) I have to say I was very proud that Ja Rule performed all the bangers. Um... I really appreciate it that he didn't, you know, perform shit we don't know. Um, anybody trying to hear your new single or recent album, you know, we want the shit that puts you on, okay? Like, we want 2002. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, if Ja ever makes it to your city, do not sleep on my mans, okay? I haven't had that much fun since, like, I don't know, 2019. All right, y'all. Now it's time to get into the shenanigans, but before we dive in, y'all already know the drill, it's cocktail time. Listen, sometimes I don't get enough fruit and veggies in my diet, so I have to come up with fruity drinks to compensate, so basically I just add them to my mixed drinks and I call it a day. (laughs) This one is perfect for the hot weather we've been experiencing, and I realized that the first three drinks I featured have had clear liquor, So I thought I'd switch it up, do something with whiskey, you know, be fair. So today's drink is a blackberry whiskey lemonade. So I have a fun story about this. A few years ago when my husband and I were like for real, for real broke, um, I made up this little game. And I was like, you get to have a spending limit, so like $20, and you have to make a drink for the other person. So the $20 covers like all your ingredients, the liquor, everything, okay? You have to get crafty you have to get creative this is actually how i learned how to make my own simple syrups because fresh fruit sugar water um very inexpensive anyway my husband is a huge lover of whiskey bourbon all that so i made this as a drink for him and He's loved it ever since. So with this drink, you can follow the recipe I put up on Instagram that explains how to make the blueberry thyme simple syrup, which if I haven't mentioned, you can follow that to make any simple syrup by just swapping out the fruits and the ingredients. Also, if you ever have any leftover, you can always just do a splash or two in your Prosecco or bubbly. It's like an elevated twist to a mimosa but anyway this drink doesn't require a simple syrup we're actually going to be doing some muddling but if you feel like your skills have advanced you can totally do this with simple syrup as a simple syrup you're just going to need some blackberries we're going to have some lemon we're going to have a little bit of whiskey super easy but y'all already know you have to head over to at what a millennial girl wants check out my highlights and find the full recipe whip it up enjoy and let me know how you like it 
All right, y'all. So we need to chat for real, for real, okay? So I had already recorded this episode. No one really knew what it was about except like my sister, maybe Andrew. But Andrew and I had the pleasure of grabbing drinks with friends. Shout out to Brittany and Scott. And we had a seriously awesome set of conversations specifically around the topic of this episode. Like I said, they weren't aware of what this episode was gonna be about. So I for sure thought Brittany hacked my brain um, because this topic just organically came up and it was so nice and almost validating to chat with someone, specifically a lady, who had the same ideas that I do and kind of just reinforced everything that I wanted to talk about. I know y'all are probably like, okay, what is it? (laughs) So the topic at hand and what I want to chat about this episode is in regards to some of the conversations I've had recently that have been around my marriage and children, specifically the questions and comments my husband and I receive about them. Y'all better buckle up. (laughs) So now that the world is opening up a little bit and your girl is microchipped up, I've had the pleasure to actually attend some social outings. So I recently just got back from a little family reunion out in Arizona, which why did none of y'all tell me how hot it is out there? Um, The level of disrespect. Anyway, I spent a few days out there with family and as always, (laughs) I came home deeply inspired. So a lot of conversations were had and I just thought it'd be fun to share bits and pieces of my experience. So I think as a newlywed and with my husband being in his early 30s and me turning 30, a lot of people feel like they have the right to ask a lot of questions. And that leads me to this discussion. Before I explain this, I need y'all to know I've been pretty secure and solid in who I am on certain things for a very, very long time. Um, I'm a pretty stubborn person. Once my mind is made up, that's it. Um, And I think since like the age of 10, I've been pretty solid in my decision that I do not want children. Let me repeat that. I do not want children crazy, right? Because I made that decision, I never really thought about marriage or like fantasized about who I'd end up with or any of those things. Like I was really focused at a young age about like finding a career and living in a dope city. I mean, I think that's where all the ideology came from the second episode about hustle culture. But yeah, so I know that most of my family was probably super shocked (laughs) when I met Andrew and we actually ended up making a trip down the aisle. Because also, if you remember, I never even even wanted a wedding. So like this was all a big deal. Now I've already told y'all, Andrew and I met on OkCupid and our first date, I think I was very upfront and very vocal about not wanting kids or anything like that. And I know some of you may think that's too forward, especially on a first day, but by now y'all should know me. Um, and I hate having my time wasted, so I would never waste someone else's. That's just how I get down. So I know on OkCupid at the time, you could like have your preferences and you could check mark things off. And I was very serious about checking the box. I said, I don't want children, but you know, reading is fundamental and some people don't do it. So I just wanted to let my now husband know this is the deal. Anyway, when we got married, my favorite question kept popping up. (laughs) And even a little before we got married, I remember Andrew telling his parents that he wanted to propose and them being like, oh my God, but she doesn't want kids. Are you serious? Are you sure? And he was like, "Uh, yeah, Uh, because I've been very vocal my whole life about not wanting 
children. But now that we're married, we constantly get asked questions about starting a family. And let me just say this, my parents are dope as shit. They really don't care. My mom has always been a very, uh, very honest mom. <laughs> she never sugarcoated things. She never talked to my sister and I with baby talk. We were very much aware of things at a young age and not in a bad way, but I just, I feel like I wasn't living in some sort of weird bubble and then all of a sudden I got older and I was like, wait, what? So my mom was very honest about her experience with motherhood and saying how she never really wanted kids and like, it's cool that she has us, but it's just not what she ever really thought she wanted and I respect that like I a thousand percent respect that because a lot of people out here like to romanticize and glamorize parenthood and I'm not here for it it's just really refreshing so my parents aren't coming at Andrew and I with these wild questions it's other people sometimes I feel like people are like I got invited to the wedding that means I can ask you whatever the heck I want and I'm like no that's not how it works <laughs> First of all, I will preface this with, if you want children, that is your business. If you have children, that's also your business. Good for you. It's not the move for me. It's not the way for me. It's not the ride I will be getting on, okay? I also like to point out that most child-free people don't have the desire to convince those who want children to change their mind. It's usually the other way around. So I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to tell you what's good with me, okay? So this conversation we're having right now it's just me sharing my experience and what works for me, okay? So the three comments I always receive when I say I don't want children are, one, you'll change your mind. Two, but you'd have beautiful kids. Three, but you'd be a great mom. Okay, so let's break this down. Could you imagine if I saw a pregnant woman and I told her she changed her mind? Like, girl, I know you're six months into this pregnancy, but like, you'll definitely change your mind. Like, could you imagine the outrage that would cause? So I've never understood why that's been a reply to my comment of not wanting to have kids. This idea that me being solid in a choice that works for me, my body, and my husband, and it's just something I'd change because I should, that's kind of silly. Um, it's not gonna work for me. I'm not gonna try to make it work for me and I'm not gonna change my mind and I'm cool with that. And let me be clear, even though I don't have to, let me be clear. I've had many, many conversations with my husband. I know it's crazy, we talk to each other, that's wild. But I tell him all the time, if you wake up one day and you're like, yo, I want a baby, please tell me because I'm not having it. <laughs> and I'd hate to hinder you or create some sort of resentment. So if you want children, we're getting a divorce. We could still be cool. Like, I mean, we could be totally cool. I'm gonna wish you the best, but I'm not going to compromise on a human. Like we can compromise on a dog or a plant or a house, but no. Um, also too, when I say that, um, and I know it sounds kind of harsh because I've met a lot of women who are like, but what about your husband? And I'm like, oh, what about him? Um, he's not carrying this baby. <laughs> That's my big thing too. Uh, people always have comments and suggestions. Are you going to tote this thing around? You're not? Okay. I told y'all in the last episode, I spent a lot of time working on my body. I am not giving up my body for another human. That's my preference. Everything I like to do, I wouldn't be able to do. I like to drink. I like to get tatted up. I'm not not doing that because I have to be responsible. <laughs> 
that's just not the vibe for me. And I know that it's like really blunt and wild to say this because people tiptoe around, you know, this this conversation, but I feel like it's the realest thing that I can do as an adult and as a wife, honoring our vows, being truthful and having this conversation, which is hard, but necessary, okay? The second comment, but you'd have beautiful kids. Um, this is the one I probably hate the most because this ties deeply into fetishizing mixed race children. It's creepy. It's weird. I've been told countless times that my babies would have beautiful bright blue eyes and curly hair and olive skin and that's just like really weird. And even during this trip with family, my husband was asked countless times about children and when he said no, someone literally took out their phone and showed them their son and daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law is Hispanic and then proceeded to show pictures of the children and they were like, but this is what your baby would look like what um do you know how the fuck genetics work um the baby could come out ugly af like it doesn't really matter if my husband's white or i'm black or like it's just like this whole weird thing um and i feel like i never hear that fetishizing you know stuff between white couples or black couples it's always interracial couples like as if i couldn't have a cute kid if my husband was a black man and me as a black woman like our genes aren't enough like the baby will only be good looking because my husband is white um some of y'all aren't ready for that conversation <laughs> but it's definitely needed okay next the third comment about me being a great mom Okay, and that doesn't mean shit to me. Um, I'd probably be a great gymnast too if I practiced or a dope artist if I took the time to learn how to draw. That doesn't mean I want to be. And you telling me I would succeed at that doesn't make me want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, and I feel like outside of all these comments, we really need to stop normalizing asking these questions. I can totally say there was a difference when my cousins who are around my age were asking about if we wanted children, um, mostly because they have kids and it was just like a conversation and it was cool. I've never really felt the pressure from my peers. It's always been like, weird outside family members or you know weird conversations at work like I don't even know you like that and you're trying to tell me about your kid and how it'll be like this for me one day and that's just weird it's just something that I've noticed and I want to also point out again even though I don't have to that deciding not to start a family definitely comes with a difficult side um this was like a part of the conversation that we were having with Brittany and Scott that was just so dope and real and, and honest. And the fact that there is this pressure of feeling like you may be letting down your parents. You're, you're robbing them this opportunity of being grandparents. And like I said, my parents aren't really on that wave, but my husband's parents have definitely made us feel some type of way about it. And I have to like thank my mom every day for making me as strong of a woman as I am because I don't succumb to just anything. I don't, you know, just say, okay, well, let's do it. That's just never been my my vibe or my way. But I can definitely see how a lot of millennials have been pressured into starting a family because their family 
makes it seem like that's what's expected of them and that's really shitty um and i feel like especially at this age it's just it's really hard too because this is when most of the people i know are having kids and naturally you're going to start drifting apart from them my husband and i are trying to have sunday fun day we really can't relate to new parents or people with children because we're just at different stages in life um it's like if you have a really good friend and they get married their life is gonna look a little bit different now that they're you know a newlywed that's just like the way it works Another conversation that came up was that I didn't take my husband's last name. Also, why I want to shout out Brittany because I wasn't aware that she didn't take her husband's last name either. And it was so great and refreshing in meeting somebody and having that conversation and it just being normal. Let me say this very clearly. I was a person before I met my husband and if something happens to him or us, I'm going to be a person after him. I say that because my name is who I am. It's my identity. Um, I've always been known as our day of mourning. So I just couldn't imagine changing that just to follow some fucking weird tradition. If you change your last name, that's great for you. Um, it's just not for me. I also have a really cool name. Like, I have a very cool name and I just don't like my husband's last name. And I've told him that. That was one of the first things we talked about too. I was like, yo, like, I'm not traditional in that sense. Um, and again, we're not having children, so there really isn't a point. And like I said, I just think some people wanna follow traditions because they're traditions. And I just can't get jiggy with that either. We also had the opportunity to talk about codependency. Now listen, if y'all listen to the first episode, you know I cannot rock with people who are codependent. If you are, that is your business. If it works for you, that is great. It's just not how I get down. But there was some conversation with another couple, which again, this works for them, but it couldn't be me, about doing things without their spouse. And it was odd to me because I spoke about how I really enjoy having my own things and my own activities that my husband isn't a part of. And they were very adamant about doing everything together and being the best of friends. Which again, if that works for you, that's your business. But there was a brief conversation about our spouses hanging out with the opposite sex. And this couple was like, no, 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 no. Never, not happening. And it's funny because I came across an Instagram post shortly after this that said, it's crazy how females think it's fine to have a guy bestie during a relationship. You ever see your mom hang out with another dude by themselves without your dad? First of all, there's so many things wrong with that sentence, <laughs> but I'll just stick to the sentiment and I'll talk about the sentiment of that. This will probably be another shocker for y'all, but I'm here to tell you that if my husband comes home and says, hey, I wanna grab drinks with Becky after work, I'm gonna say, have a good time, do it up, get something good. Uh, you know why? Because if my husband decided to cut up and break his vows and do something with Becky, 
That's going to happen regardless if I say yes to him hanging out with her or not. I'm damn near 30 years old. This is not high school. I can respect that there are platonic relationships between the opposite sex. And let's be real here for one second. This generation is built on fluidity. And I think it's wild to assume that you need to worry about Becky when maybe you need to be worried about Chad. You feel me? I'm not questioning my husband's sexuality or anything like that. I'm just saying... I'm not putting limits on who my spouse can surround himself with because I'm going to trust that he's going to abide by the vows that he wrote and also keep in mind how much our wedding costs. <laughs> no, but if he doesn't, that's on him, not me. So I'm saying all this to say that not everything needs to be a family affair. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in thinking we need to take or listen or put up with whatever family says because they're family. And I will say this till the day I die. There are contingencies and conditions when dealing with family the same way there are contingencies and conditions with dealing with other people. It's weird as you get to a certain age, you have to set those boundaries and you have to stand up for yourself. I will never be disrespectful, but I will always you know, say how I feel and let you know if you've crossed a boundary. That goes for mom, dad, sister, cousin, whatever. And I think people really need to be okay with that. It definitely feels very uncomfortable. I've had so many conversations with my husband and how he interacts with his family and it's difficult. It's not something you're going to do overnight. My mom will always be my mom, right? So I could never think about like talking reckless to her. But like if she says something super wild, we're gonna have to have an adult conversation. I will always be your child, but I'm also an adult. So I apply that to every situation and, you know, every relationship. And like I said, I'm super lucky that I have some cool parents. <laughs> but there are, you know, just some of those family members that you're like, what did you just say? <laughs> and I guess that's in every family, right? But I hope that after listening to this and through these conversations, you can kind of take that and apply that to how you deal with your family going forward. All right, y'all, it looks like we've come to the end of the road. But before I scoot on out, you know it's time for the song of the day. Okay, sticking to my millennial girl theme and dreams. <laughs> and because I just saw him in concert, y'all know I had to hit you with a Ja Rule classic, a banger. Okay, I want you to picture this. It's the summer, school's out, you and your crush are like talking on AIM every night. You know, it's just, it's vibey, it's fun, it's good. It's very 2002. <laughs> but the song that I picked for this episode is Between Me and You, Ja Rule featuring Christina Milian. Fun fact, Christina Milian opened for Usher in 2004. You know who else opened for Usher in 2004? Kanye West and John Legend, okay? So don't ever try to come for my man's Usher because, come on, Kanye West opened for him? Different story. Anyway, like I said, me and you, Ja Rule, 
featuring Christina Milian. It goes perfect because like they say, every little thing that we do should be between me and you. So that means your nosy ass family, your friends, they could butt out, okay? So put the song on, have a good time, feel the nostalgia, sip on your drink, and I cannot wait to do this all over again. Bye.